Hey everyone, this is Kelvin uh, doing another Res Metal podcast. Uh, I'm going to be talking with uh, one of the members of Homeland, uh, and that's going to be uh, Ritual, who uh, plays the guitar for for Homeland. Yeah, what's up? Uh, this is Ritual. Uh, I play guitar for Homeland. Um, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the other members are from Salt River, Arizona. Uh, Res. Um, I'm the only uh, non-Apache member in Homeland. Uh, the other two guys are Apache Pima, and um, I'm Mexican. Uh, trying to research more of my roots. Um, all I know so far is uh, my grandma is from Oaxaca, Mexico, and uh, that's uh, Zapotec over there. <coughs> my dad's side of the family is from uh, the capital of Mexico which is obviously the Mexica, the Aztecs. I'm still not too sure about my family's uh, roots, but I'm still trying to do some more research about that. And I'm trying to incorporate that into the band and the lyrics. Yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of just picked up on uh, Homeland. I, um, I, you know, I get a lot of music off of Bandcamp, and I believe, uh, you know, back... Uh, couple months ago the uh decolonizing black metal release um yeah that that kind of popped up on my band camp and so that's kind of where i first um first heard um i understand back then uh, the the band name was uh zerg at the time yeah uh we went by zerg uh we recently decided to change the name yeah what what decision went into that or, or was there just like a, a certain direction you guys were going yeah so since the beginning uh there uh where homeland was a uh, more of a political band um whatever you hear on the lyrics is going to be mostly about our uh, indigenous roots uh, war uh, resistance against colonization so that was always a part of the band and uh zerg was just kind of a name they they had picked out already but the more we were getting, um, uh, I guess, like popular, more exposure, uh, we decided that we wanted to be um, more upfront about what we were about, and the name Homeland just fit with uh, the subject matter we were talking about. I picked up, uh, so before I, um, you know, called you, I did a little bit of research, and I saw uh, Decibel Magazine, they did a, a really short feature on you guys, I thought that was cool, I don't know how I missed that, but... Um, if anyone hasn't yeah, read yeah. that, I suggest, you know, just looking up Decibel, um, you know, Zerg, Indigenous Black Metal. There's like a really good article. And um, yeah, I, that article really does, you know, explain a lot, you know, with the, with the, your, in, you know, the band's influences and the lyrics. Um, are you guys going to keep going with the, uh, like that influence with the, you know, um, topics of uh, like Indigenous yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, um, from the beginning, we already knew what we were going to write about. Uh, we already had that uh, in, like uh, planned out, that uh, it's not just going to be a regular black metal band. It's going to be um, um, like talking about indigenous, uh, indigenous heritage, war, uh, past traumas that our people had gone through, and just trying to like inform people about uh, what, what was going on and what's still going on to this day 
and um, that's why uh, we kind of called it uh, decolonizing black metal. It's uh, our version of decolonization, but doing it through music, and our lyrics are always going to be about that, our subject matter, imagery, everything's going to be about that. I don't think we'll ever write a song about, like, Satanism or burning churches, but we could definitely talk about resistance. That's what we'll talk about. Yeah, I mean, and when I first, yeah, for sure. When I first heard the, you know, um, Homeland's music, uh, a lot of it, uh, I could hear a lot of like Dark Throne and like Mayhem, a lot of like the, like kind of like Norwegian uh, black metal. And, but yeah, was that was yeah, that a big influence like on you guys? Big influence. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, we we like that old school like uh, black metal sound, you know, um, like the originators, like the ones that uh perfected it like Dark Throne, Mayhem, um, Burzum, all those like Norwegian bands, the, you know, simple riffs but are still like heavy and hard, you know, uh, not too technical, we just like have it uh, raw and stripped down. Uh, there's also a lot of punk influence going into it. Uh, the members and I were really uh, big fans of like skate punk, um, just like those type of like melodic punk riffs but like really uh, fast and aggressive goes really really um really well with the old school black metal sound yeah I, I i haven't picked up too much on dark thrones like old stuff but i did um i do listen to some of their newer stuff like um uh what was it called um underground resistance and arctic thunder the the newer art uh, yeah. dark throne releases and you know even there they're doing a lot of cool stuff they're you know they they're putting in a lot of like even like punk influence and Kind of like old, yeah. uh, like traditional metal, like Judas Priest. It's it's actually really cool. Yeah, I like I like when like bands could bring in uh, outside influences other than just straight black metal or whatever genre they're doing. It's always very interesting and like it's more like more fun to listen to. You know, when you hear something different. Yeah, the you know Dark Throne and Mayhem. I I always picture them as just like a kind of straightforward fast aggressive black metal and then i know burzum they're more like on the atmospheric side and i know they're pretty big uh influences on atmospheric black metal and one man black metal yeah. uh would you guys are you guys you know gonna incorporate any like atmospheric uh uh influences uh we haven't really um discussed doing that in the future um like I said, we, we like the more uh, stripped-down raw sound, and there's going to be probably more punk influence than anything. Uh, we'd probably be sounding more punk than atmospheric. It's just, like, what we're really into. Yeah, there might be, like, little hints of it here and there, but it's going to be mostly fast and hard. Yeah, I like that. that that's going to be really cool. And then with, um, you know, with the strong message of, like, you know, um, like decolonization and like indigenous um, uh, events or, you know, those topics, I think that's going to be kick-ass. Uh, I um, I think more recently, and I really, you know, gotten to pick up on a lot of like uh, bands who are also incorporating indigenous uh, influences. I know one of the bigger ones is uh, Pan American Native Front. Uh, I have been able to yeah. check out their, uh, I think it's, a one-man project. Have you been able to check out the Pan American Native Front project? Yeah, uh, I've been uh, seeing a lot of uh, new indigenous uh, bands coming out. Uh, usually pushed by a uh, metal cave zine. They 
been one of our biggest supporters from day one. Like they're always promoting us, promoting new indigenous bands, and that's actually how I found out about those guys. Uh, Pan American, uh, Native Fun, all all those bands. Uh, it's really cool what they're doing, and I like to see it. You know, I like to see all these uh, newer bands coming out with the same message that we're putting out. Oh yeah, shout out Metal Cave Zine. They actually um, recommended I uh, reach out to to Homeland. So yeah, shout out to Metal Cave Zine. Um, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, up here on around the Napa Reservation, uh, one of the bigger bands is uh, Mutilated Tyrant. They're actually close yeah, to where I'm at. I'm in Fort Defiance, and I believe they're in the Ganado area. So it's it's really close. Um, yeah, they're they're. Um, I think they only put out a couple of uh, EP and uh, maybe a demo, but um, they're they're pretty. I think they're they're pretty big. I think what um, they were featured in that revolver, um, uh, that revolver uh, video. Um, yeah, yeah. That that's actually what yeah, that's kind of I inspired me to to do this. Oh really? Uh, yeah, like um, I just you know growing up, um, you know I'm in my 30s now, but uh, when I was younger, I I remember just kind of hearing about native. Uh, metal bands, um, you know, they just, I'd see them play shows like at the, like at the Navajo Nation Fair, or I would see them, you know, do show like shows like in like the parking lot of like uh, the Bash's supermarket. And, yeah. you know, they never really lasted or, you know, I don't know, like they just, I guess word of mouth and they kind of just kept it local. But, uh, you know, I always kind of thought it was cool. And, you know, now that uh, Mulder, I kind of wish that I kind of went to more of their shows and collected more of their uh, CDs. But, um, you know, so it's it's really cool now with, like, things like Bandcamp. You know, we can archive these, uh, you know, music from, from these bands. Yeah, uh, I think that's really cool now. Like, uh, we have a bigger reach due to, like, the internet and Bandcamp, you know. Uh, you can find out about a band across the country. And that you probably wouldn't wouldn't have heard of either way, you know. Oh yeah, like I'm and a I'm a like big collector of like all, you know, formats and you know the digital formats is yeah. something I'm getting into. Yeah, and I feel like there's um, a bigger scene coming, you know, like not much has been happening uh, other than releases due to COVID, no shows going on. But I'm I got a feeling that there's something big coming when uh, shows start back up. We're hoping to like uh, tour different like uh, states, uh, kind of like a res tour, you know, like different reservations around the country. Yeah. Playing as homeland. Yeah, there's. Uh, uh, there, I mean, even the Navajo reservations is, is so big. You, there's probably at least like five or six places you can you can play around here. Um, yeah, with the pandemic, um, do, are you guys able to like uh, get together and do practices and you know bounce around ideas? Yeah, uh, we still do. Uh, we've got like a group chat. Um, I'll hit up a uh, foul funeral uh, ideas I got. Uh, we'll meet up for practice since we're in a we're in another band too, uh, Murder Eight or like a hardcore beatdown band. And uh, we'll practice with uh, with them and then do our own uh, homeland practice at the same time. Since it's just me and them too, and. Um, then we got like a couple other members for the other band, so we'll just do a little practice, um, play a few songs, uh, try to write something new. 
Yeah, I, I saw the um, murder rate. You, uh, was there? A, there was a recent uh, demo or EP that was released. Uh, yeah. um, I I did check it out. It's it's pretty sick. Yeah, it's like just very like death metal uh, beat down. Uh, we're trying to move more towards death metal sound with that band. That's actually how um, Homeland started. Um, Silent Funeral uh, already had the band. Um, I don't know if they uh, recorded anything, but I'm pretty sure they had some songs written. Yeah, they did have some songs written. And um, I think we were waiting for a guitar player to come to practice one day. And I was just sitting there in the practice spot. And they started uh, playing uh, some of their songs. And uh, I thought it was cool. And uh, I think they just needed another member to be in it. So they asked me right there. And that's how I joined the band. Yeah, the, that's pretty cool that you get those same members, but two bands and, you know, they're two, two different sounds. Um, yeah. Yeah, do you guys ever, like, think about maybe doing a mix of the two, like some hardcore influence in Homeland or black metal influence in Murder Rate? Um, we wrote a black metal influence song for Murder Rate once, but uh, we haven't done anything with it yet. Uh, I think we forgot the riff. Uh, but uh, we're definitely trying to like bring in Murder Rates our band where we throw in all the influences we like whether it be like death metal um, like beat down um, hard, like other hardcore bands uh, some black metal something like that you know Yeah. and with, uh, with Homeland uh, in the new uh, record we're putting out I wrote a song uh, kind of sounds a little hardcore like like old school hardcore, you know, like very punk, very hardcore. So we're definitely like bringing in outside influences to all our bands, you know, because it's just stuff that we like. That's awesome. Yeah, I need to check out. I, I actually heard of Homeland first, and then now I'm uh, just kind of finding out about Murder Rate. Um, for those who haven't know, uh, picked up on Murder Rate, Rate, what would so you say? Um, what What should they check out? Or, you know, is there... Uh, a go-to like song or a go-to release that uh, Murder Rate put out that you would want to recommend? Well, if uh, anyone out there wants to check out Murder Rate, I definitely recommend uh, the new demo we just put out. Um, some of our best like uh, songs that we've written so far, and I'm just really proud of uh, the work we've done. We we've done with it, so I would like people to check that one out. It's called uh, Cold Blooded Murder, Cold Blooded Murder demo. Nice. I'm going to check that out. I, I, I'm going to definitely get the digital release. Um, oh yeah. Going back to kind of like the releases, um, uh, were there any plans to getting like a, like a physical format released? Um, I heard them talking about, um, trying to do something, uh, like physical, but I don't know if they're working on that or anything. Um, we just have stuff up online right now. Um, metal casing put us, uh, put our, uh, two EPs up on their YouTube channel. And uh, that's the only thing we got up so, so far right now. Uh, we got them up on Bandcamp. But as far as uh, physical releases, um, we don't got anything out. But uh, I would I would want to put out some tapes or CDs. We've had people from like other countries asking, asking about it. That's a big thing in um, the black metal community is uh, tapes. Um, I have a couple of tapes myself it's um 
I don't know. I grew up um, collecting CDs, so I still still kind of have that uh, itch to get the physical format. Like I'll I'll get the I'll pick up the digital release, but you know sometimes I feel kind of like uh, I feel kind of guilty, especially if it's Spotify or one of the streaming platforms that I know the artist doesn't certainly get a big benefit from. So once I see there's a physical release, I'll I'll pick it up just to give the band some support. Yeah, I think that's really cool. People can uh, support the band directly by their physical releases. Uh, I was collecting um, vinyl records and tapes for a while, too. Uh, I kind of slowed down uh, these past couple years, but I still have a huge collection. And I would like to see my own band's music uh, in physical format one day and have people um, that are really devoted and uh, um, big fans of our music to be able to uh, own it. Yeah, I know one of the big things about playing a live show is when I see a band I never heard of and that they kind of catch my attention, you know, the first thing I do is I go to their table to, you know, grab a CD or, you know, grab something. And, you know, it's always, uh, you know, definitely when the live shows pick up, I'll, you know, hopefully check you guys out. And if you guys got any merch or any CDs or anything, I'll I'll definitely grab some. Yeah, well, um... We'll definitely try to have something out soon, um, especially if uh, shows ever come back uh, soon, like this year at least. We'll try to get something before then so we can um, have something ready for people that want it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure the online, people online just, you know, buy that stuff up really quick. And yeah, I, I collect vinyl. It's 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 kind of cool, but I don't know. I, I look at some of the stuff and I, I, I thought, yeah, I need to slow down. It's, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I got some of the, uh, some records that I never even spun, never opened. <laughs> have them sitting there. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of annoying when they when you buy the record and then it comes with the digital download, and I'm like, oh shit, I should just bought the digital download because I'm end up end up listening to it on my phone anyway. But uh, I still try to make time to to spin it on my record player. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh. You know, it's it's something I've been doing since I'd say I think I started collecting records in I want to say 2012, and so, um, you know, back then I didn't have a lot of money and didn't really didn't have a job, but um, kind of like, you know, as I got as I got a, a regular paying job, I kind of went back and picked up some of those, you know, records I missed out on, and um. But yeah, even now it's it's all about the pre-orders. I feel like you know if you miss out on the pre-order, you're kind of like, you know, you're probably not going to end up uh, getting the getting the record you want. So it's it's all like a it's all strategic now. You gotta like you know check certain places online and just try to be ready to you know pay for stuff on the spot. It's kind of like it's like I guess it's like an addiction to me. I need to definitely need to yeah try to, you know, cut back on that. Yeah, for sure. It could end up being like that. You just end up buying too many records that you, you're not really sure if you're going to listen to them or not. <laughs> but at the same time, they're pretty cool. Like, you get a little bit more out of it. Yeah. Some uh, some bands put extra little things in there for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the I, I like it when they, um, yeah, the color, when they, like, do a special color or, um, 
I'm not too big into box sets because they're usually really expensive. But um, if there's a certain oh, color, yeah. like a really limited color, I'll try to go to that. Um, or, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just uh, when they take the time to to do something really cool, then I'll I'll definitely uh, definitely pick it up. Um, but yeah, uh, we might uh, for sure, for sure, we want to do tape. Oh yeah, that's gonna be sick. Uh, we still don't know uh, where we're gonna get them done, but uh, for sure it will happen. No, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of people out there that'll you know um, approach you guys about getting that on tape. Um, yeah, I know there's a I don't, I don't know too many. I just recently started collecting tapes and um, yeah, I'm not sure like where or how they press them. I know CDs seem pretty inexpensive. I mean, it seems like when I buy a CD from a band at a show, it's usually like, you know, it looks like a, like a CD copy from like a computer and they just kind of made their own, um, cover with like a Xerox machine. So that, uh, I, th those are always cool. I like those, I like getting those kind of, um, uh, demos or EPs. Um, yeah, like, uh, like a burn CD. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's kind of sucks now that computers don't really have uh, CD drives anymore. I think it's like an extra add-on you have to you have to get. Um, so it's, uh, hopefully, uh, someone out there's still got the the disc drive, and you know they can um, you know just copy stuff for you. Yeah, I mean, I have a laptop now, but there's no CD drive. It's just a, like a USB port. So it's kind of annoying because I used to buy a lot of CDs and burn them onto my computer. Yeah, I don't think I ever burn any CDs. Um, still pretty young, like just use Spotify, YouTube. I thought uh, records and like uh, tapes were cool, so I started buying them. But yeah. other than that, I just listen to my music online for the most part. Yeah, no, that's good. You definitely save a lot of uh, a lot of space because um, definitely CDs and records and tapes they they take up a lot of space. But the one thing I do like about um, streaming online, like Spotify or YouTube, is you know there's always a band that's recommended. You know, based on what other people are listening yeah. to. Um, you know, getting um, they include the band as part of an algorithm. You know, they they look at all the the bands that you know people listen to for for one say like one song and then you know they gather gather that data and then they um if someone checks out that specific song and then they'll give a recommendation based on what other people are listening to i so i i think that's pretty cool i've i probably you know picked up a lot of a lot of like uh, bands i really like from streaming online so it's it's still it's still a good a good way to get your band out there definitely that's how i found you guys yeah and that's how like i found like all my music like uh, growing up listening to different bands uh getting into newer bands through recommendations that i probably wouldn't have known about anyway yeah was your family pretty uh definitely really cool was there anyone in your family that introduced you to like uh heavy music i had a cousin when i was about like 14 um he uh showed me this punk band called the addicts and he showed me Iron Maiden on the same night. And I just thought the music was, I, I didn't listen to anything like that. I listened to like rap music or like um, Mexican music. Because that was like what was cool at the time uh, for me. And uh, when he showed me uh, the Addicts and Iron Maiden, I just thought, I was like, oh, this is pretty sick. 
and I got into like punk and hardcore through that. So I would say yeah, my my cousin showed me those two bands when I was like fourteen. What got me into like all the music I'm into right now. Yeah, did any of those bands uh spark your interest in guitar? Yeah, I wanted to get a guitar after listening to like um, Suicidal Tendencies because uh, I like the riff. Like I just thought like it was like the fastest shit like I ever heard. I was like, I want to learn how to play that. And um, this hardcore band called Riding Out too, because they sound like uh, when I found out about them and uh, saw that they were like Mexican, I thought that was pretty cool because I thought I was into like when I was younger, I used to think, oh, I'm into white boy music. Like this isn't cool, but like I like it. And when I saw a band that had like members that pretty much looked like me, I thought that was pretty sick. And they sound like my favorite punk band, Suicidal Tendencies. And that's what pretty much got me to wanting to play guitar. Yeah, that's that's. Did you uh, start learning the suicidal songs, or did you kind of oh, go yeah, go back to classic stuff? Or yeah, like uh, "Song Subliminal" was pretty easy. I learned that one uh, early. I was really into like Nirvana, so I tried learning their songs. I was into like anything simple, like you know, like like old Nirvana songs, um, suicidal tendencies, just like old school, like hardcore punk bands. Yeah. I uh I try I tried to I really wanted to play guitar or you know learn but um at the same time I was getting into skateboarding and so I think skateboarding took up pretty much all my time but I did kind of pick up uh bands from skateboarding videos. I remember there was a uh a DC skateboarding video like the like the beginning of the video is uh Metallica Orion and then um I think there was a suicidal tendencies song from uh at the end of that video then it plays right into um, uh, Metallica, Orion again. And yeah, I, I was probably like, yeah, like 15 or 16. I hadn't picked up on um, like aggressive stuff. I was mostly into like new metal. Um, so definitely, oh yeah, yeah, that was the way I got into music, uh, different heavy music too. The the first like uh, rock or metal band I ever got into was uh, Linkin Park when I was like uh like seven or eight but that was like the only band i listened to and i didn't even know i was listening to metal i just thought it was a cool band just thought it was like oh these are cool songs yeah i do they're my aunt they're, they're awesome they're, i love i love lincoln park and then uh when i got into punk and hardcore uh i started uh getting into like more metal stuff like i got into like uh metallica slayer pantera and then i got into new metal like heavy i got into like corn real fast and deftones i just fucked with it I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I love uh, new metal still. I mean, there's some that I just can't get into. Like I think like Limp Biscuits one. I'm just like I just doesn't work for me. I, I don't I think it ever did. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely Linkin Park. Um, they, uh, I don't know if they're still gonna be around now that Chester Bennington's uh, passed away. But you know, oh, yeah. if they find someone who sounds like him, you know, I definitely support him. Uh, but. Yeah, definitely the first like two albums were are still stuff that I listen to today. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm almost done here, but uh, one thing I I like to do for um the bands that I talk to is um play a song. Would it be cool if I play uh one of the Homeland songs? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, which uh which Homeland song would you say is um are you one of your favorites? Uh, my uh my favorite song 
that we have so far is uh, Winchester Bacho, which is uh, Apache for Wolf. So it's uh, the song's called Winchester Wolf. Uh, probably my favorite song that we got out so far. Awesome. Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, play that for everyone. Um, again, uh, Ritual, thank you for doing this. This was uh, really cool. Um, oh, thank you. And um, I'll uh, definitely get this ready. All right, that was my interview with Homeland guitarist Ritual. Again, thanks, guys, for letting me reach out and do this podcast with you. Um, be sure to check out their demos, uh, Red Storm and Decolonizing Black Metal, on their Bandcamp page. Uh, you can also find it on Metal Cave Zine's YouTube channel. Also, be sure to check out Murder Rate. They just released a demo called Cold-Blooded Murder. Um, so I'm going to play some music now. I'm going to play Winchester Bacho from the Red Storm uh, demo. And then I'm going to play one of my favorite tracks off of Decolonizing Black Metal, and that's uh, Everlasting Battle. All right, guys, take care.